Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as usually always, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going? All right. So, uh, not a whole lot going on in the world of Pioneer, but we had some big shakeups and a banner restriction announcement for Brawl Vintage and Legacy. So, today's going to be a lot of going over the implications of what that means going forward, which means, of course, this week we are, unfortunately, for those tired of hearing about it, bring it back to Companion because what else is there to talk about in Magic right, right. now? Uh, and we'll also, I went through uh, all the big events from this last week since we recorded last, and I pulled out essentially uh, all the decks uh, that weren't playing Companion that were reported, and let me tell you, there's only 12 of them and half of them were Lotus Breach. <laughs> so we'll get into that here. Um, gentlemen, before we get started, uh, anyone have any opening comments or anyone play some Magic? Uh, well, I opened up a pre-release pack. Oh, how'd that go? I played a lot with my roommate. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pool had a foil Yorian, regular Yorian, so I played an eighty or sorry, sixty card sealed deck. And also played a second Yorian in your pool in your deck. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been blinking. Uh, did you know that if you blink your mutate stack, then they come back like separated out? Yeah, it's so dope. <laughs> You mutate for value, and then you use Yorian to break it I'm assuming your roommate also found that out? Uh, my roommate was not the happiest about this. Mm. Um, he was he had uh, Kruga oh, as okay. a companion, and like he's a little iffy to play it, but ended up playing it, and he, we had some close games, but Yorian is undefeatable. Yeah. Uh, I opened a box, and then I got some cool stuff in it. Uh, I got the rare Chase Foil Super Secret, never going to be printed again, uh, Foil Space Godzilla Death Corona in my uh, box top, which, again, I totally forgot there had box toppers in every every box of this set, so I think that's super cool. And um, real quick side note, uh, if you already haven't bought a box of Ikoria or bought any real product, uh, definitely think about doing that to supporting your local stores, but maybe wait about a week or so because they did just announce those love your lgs promos Mm -hmm. what are those uh, how do those work um so they haven't like given specific rules they've just kind of been like this is what we think you should do with Mm -hmm. them um there's a reliquary tower just kind of just for going into your lgs um and then they've like said there is a new godzilla art mecha godzilla for uh pioneer relevant Hangerback Walker that you get if you they are recommending you get if you buy like another box or yeah not just Ikoria but sort of like any product they're really highlighting uh, mystery boosters or Ikoria because with the shipment including those promos stores will also be getting their free supply of um, mystery boosters their free That's case right. of mystery boosters from That's Wizards right. yeah yeah um, one thing I did see um, I noticed was one of the uh, more prominent store owners in um, Texas put out a notification that when he read it, they did make a little bit of a slip-up where they they talk about, like, oh, this could be a reward for events or something like that. And he was kind of upset because he was like, listen, there's a lot of people who obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. aren't as concerned about some of the COVID stuff because it may not be, it may not affect them as much, right? If you're a young, healthy person, you know, odds are it may not affect you as much. Um, So some people are kind of getting, you know, itching, right? We've all been inside a long time, or at least a lot of people have. So Mm -hmm. some people are really, you know, itching to go, but you know, the store owners who are there more are going to be, you know, exposed a lot more, right? And obviously they wouldn't want to get their family sick. So he said, and I didn't read it myself, but I'm just taking his word for it because I got this update a little bit ago, that it says something about their, like, playing in events. And he was like, please don't ask your local store to host events that they are not ready for, right? Like, I'm not going to tell people mm-hmm. what they should or shouldn't do as far as running events. Uh, I myself am not a doctor. So, uh, you know, hey, whatever. But they were like, please don't ask your store to do it and or guilt them in or get angry at them if they're not running events for it. It looks like buying a box should be plenty or there might be other ways to get them in the future. So just don't, don't put pressure on stores to run events if they're not ready to run them sure and i think that's definitely a a good thought to really do um i mean uh you know chris you're talking about coming up this weekend we're gonna have a little fun like i I have two extra uh pre-release kits that i bought Uh, i think we might try and do something with those that'll be some fun but definitely like i don't think i'm ready to or interested in going and playing in like an lgs setting for the foreseeable future at least right at least at least for a little bit of time 
Yeah, but again, if you are looking to play some Pioneer uh, this weekend, of course, on Saturday, uh, the link is up. You can find it on our Twitter or our Discord, uh, which the links to those are both going to be in the description of this episode. Uh, you can find the link to our MTG Melee event on Saturday, which is going to be Webcam Pioneer with that championship up for grabs once again. Uh, so that'll be a ton of fun. I bet it will. We have tables set up um, in the form of calls that you can share your screen with your opponent. Yep. So it's uh, easier um, than it sounds, really. Just you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I personally am not going to be taking part on like the last time. I'm going to sort of be hanging around and doing my judging due diligence and helping people if the need arises for stuff. Um, and just sort of keep an eye on everything. Now, this event won't be streamed like the last one just because, you know, jumping into webcams and stuff like that would be a little hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, hopefully the next one we'll go back and stream that one because it was definitely a lot of fun uh, doing commentary with Chris on that. Um, really? Uh, so, yeah, any, any other pre things you guys want to talk about here before we go into that uh, those BNR announcements? Yeah, real quick. Um, you know, as you guys know, uh, I do a lot of investigative journalism. I've gotten mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even better at it uh, as we have been inside more. Uh, I've taken some online classes from various defunct online universities. Uh, so needless, they're still offering them. Needless then? to say, well, they're old classes that I bought secondhand on oh, eBay, okay. like textbooks. Um, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, so needless to say, I'm at the top of my game, you know. Um, and I discovered uh, through my investigative prowess what happened, why campaigns were released, right? Because um, this is this okay, is sure. off the dartboard. You know, we, we talked about the dartboard before that I discovered inside of the uh, Olive Garden, Washington. You know, you can go check out mm. Twitter and some of our earlier episodes to discover what I'm talking about there. I flew to uh, Washington and it had this whole ordeal. So this time I was trying to discover how, how could you make such a mechanic right obviously you know these these people at watsi are you know they're former professional players they're smart people so what happened and i discovered after watching tiger king that the uh illicit drug market had way too much left over after he and his cohorts went to prison and i was able to find some bills of lading which for the layman is basically like a, a paper trail leading a ton of illicit drug shipments to Washington uh, in that Hasbro area right around the time they were designing companions. And so I thought, wow, oh. do, do these things have any correlation? So I myself obtained a large amount of illegal drugs and consumed them uh, at my home in a safe environment. Crew 3 does not recommend taking uh, Don't do this. Drugs. I have a yeah, license for drugs. it, okay? I have a license for this kind of thing, 100%. Chris also lives with a licensed medical professional to monitor him in, in That's the... That's right. Uh, That's exactly right. In the That's exactly right. And, and we're in Texas, so I can get this kind of thing, right? So not, not for you at home, but for me personally to do. And I took a, a lot of drugs, uh, tons of them. And I realized I designed some cards. And these cards that I came up with are just eerily similar to the companions that they made. So I'm going to read. I only had time to do two, but I'm going to read a couple of these okay. companions to you that I made, and it'll you guys will understand why companions exist. On your on your on my trip, drug right, on my drug fueled uh, escapades, my rampage, if you will. I came up with these card designs, and I think they're pretty balanced, just like just like Luris is. So the first okay, one, all right. you ready? Ancestral bird. Okay, never seen anything okay. like this effect before. It costs one blue for a one-one flyer. Okay. When it comes into play, okay. you draw three cards, right? Now, I, I uh-huh. know that seems strong, right? A 1-1 one, one flyer is already fine. We've seen that effect before. But you get to draw three cards when it comes into play. However, okay. it's a companion, oh. okay? So, you know, right. the thing is, you can only play this card if you identify as a person. That's its companion ability, right? So, Oh, wow, that's pretty steep. I know. Like, that's, that's tough. That's really restrictive. But think about it. But, yeah. If you're a furry, you can't play this card. So... Oh, right. So it's oh, fur exclusive, no. which is not good. Uh, it was a drug thing. You know, furries welcome. But that's the drawback, right? So uh, m- most a, a portion of people won't be able to play this card. So, I mean. So, you know, how I, I identify as an Apache attack. Exactly right. I sometimes identify as I a post-it cannot. note. Like okay. when I was on drugs, I identified as a post-it note. I could not have played this card. Uh-huh. So, com- t- obviously balanced obviously balanced so we'll skip that one because that's obviously kind of underpowered probably compared to Luris. it's probably not strong enough only drawing three cards when it comes into play um sure. so the next one right, right, right. i came up with is uh doofus the revered right oh okay. and this All one right. is uh three blue and a green uh for a five five flying trample haste okay oh okay yeah. 
That's All right. And yeah. whenever it deals damage to a player, it deals that much damage to each creature that player controls. Right? So if it deals five sure. damage, it gets to deal five damage to other creatures. So, um, you know, obviously pretty strong cards. However, right, you can only companion this if your deck contains green cards. Right? So. Oh. How many green cards? Just any amount. Now, I've only got, green I've got a cards. question. Yeah. I've been playing recently. Mm-hmm. Um, are blue cards also green cards? No. And that's the drawback, see? That's the... Wait, but can I... What if I... Can I play blue and green cards? Can I play, like, a Civic Hybrid card? Absolutely. Nothing's stopping you. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. They just have to have... They just have to be right. green in some right. form. As long as your deck okay. contains one green card, you can play this thing. But then you have to play green cards. And, you oh. know, that's up to you if you want to do that or not, right? Like, okay. that's just kind of... It's just sure. a trade-off. It's a trade-off. It's, almost, it's a trade-off, you know? Like... Do you want a 5-5 five, five flying trample haste for free? Man, like, You're going to have to play some green so I'm cards. I'm trying to think, right? Like, man, what are, like, green cards? Like, those aren't even, like, that good right now. I mean, there's, like, gosh, I guess there's, like, Arboreal Grazer. That kind of lets you put a land in for free. All the good green and cards then, like, are banned. And then, and then, like, as long as we, and then if we have to play, we can we can do multicolored, right? Yeah. So I guess we can play, like, Uro. Like, that's a green card. Uro's a green card. That doesn't even we don't stay get a creature open. when you play it. Right. Oro's then you not really that sacrifice good. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, the only upside, the upside I do see to Uro is it does ramp you into this thing faster. But again, five five flying trample haste, not necessarily game winning off the bat. So you, there's counterplay here. Yeah, there's counterplay here. Sure. And like I said, you have to play green cards. So you know, just think about that heavily if you want to do right. that. So anyway, it doesn't even tap for mana like Gigantha does. Right. It doesn't tap for yeah. mana. It doesn't let you play cards back from your graveyard. Activated abilities. It cost doesn't the draw same. me card. It doesn't draw me cards as much as the last right. one. Right. It doesn't draw as many cards as the last one did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Like interesting. You, you can't play both of them. You can only companion one of them. So make your make your choice. So. All right, Chris. I mean, like, well, thank plus you. Plus, it, it only swings for five, and Oko ticks up to six. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just gonna get elked next turn. Oh, you know what? I did forget that you could play Oko in this in the same format. I guess that's something yeah. else that Watsy and I have in common. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on here, uh, Ruckman. Let's move on. All right, next all right. Well, Chris, Chris, thank you, You're thank welcome. you once again mm-hmm. uh, for the expert sacrificing my there. body for the good um, of the un- Unfortunately, your vampit supply of illicit narcotics are not um, expensive. No, I am. I am out now. I am totally done. That okay. was all one giant all right, thing. All right. All right. All right, well, I'm just saying, like, uh, the, we can't write those off at company expense, Oh, I see what you're saying. You're, so I'm not going to be reimbursed for those? No, no, no. Mm. You're out of pocket. I'm going to have to I'm sell sorry. some tigers then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look, actually, at this banner-stricken announcement. Of course, this morning, Monday the 18th, we had a banner-stricken announcement uh, that did affect Brawl, Legacy, and Vintage. Uh, the short and sweet of it is, um, I'm sorry to all you Brawl players all one two like five of there them, are dozens of them literally dozens. Uh, uh, magistrate and w- dranith magistrate i uh i yeah i okay i guess uh oh no Dranith Magistrate makes sense i think okay, it doesn't stop you from playing your companion and that's why yeah. I your, and your uh winota are both banned in legacy luris of the dream den and zerda dawn walker getting the axe goodbye nightmare cat and what is this, everyone? In vintage Lurus of the Dream Den band. Get them out of here. Goodbye, kid. Band question mark? Band in vintage. The first cards, I think it was like 2005. That is straight band. Wow. So let's take a look at. So obviously, you know, didn't mention Pioneer, didn't mention Modern, didn't mention Standard. Uh, Popper is okay because they don't have to worry about companions. Also, quick correction, Zerda um, is an elemental fox, not a nightmare cat. Uh, Loris is a nightmare oh, cat. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, so let's take a look real quickly at the wordage, at the verbiage for other formats at the bottom of this announcement here. While the set changes has... While the set of changes has focused on legacy, vintage, and brawl, we're continuing to watch the evolution of the metagame in each other format, including standard, pioneer, and modern. If changes become needed in other formats, we'll provide those separately in the future, in the future announcements. As of now, we're seeing a diverse and dynamic metagame that changes from week to week in each standard, pioneer, and modern. Before determining whether any changes are necessary and what the right changes would be, we need to see the metagame come closer to an equilibrium state. Currently, these formats are shifting too quickly for data to indicate what, if any, card or archetype poses a problem. 
We are aware of some players' concerns about the frequency at which they encounter decks using companions. We'll get to, we'll get back to that across several formats. While we're not currently seeing problematic win rates in Standard, Pioneer, or Modern, again, in the Vintage one, they did mention uh, Luris decks surpassing a 55% win rate. Um, or were we... Um, we're not seeing problematic win rates in Standard, Pioneer, or Modern from decks using companions. We are looking at overall metagame share and potential for repetitive gameplay. If we see signs of long-term health issues going forward, uh, resulting from high metagame share of companion decks, we are willing to take steps up to or including changing how the companion mechanic works. For now, metagames need more time to evolve before we determine whether changes are necessary. So, real quickly, uh, we're, I think we're going to split this into two topics. Sure. We're, we're first going to start with, of course, the big question, is there a problem with companion overall? Are there certain companions? What are our thoughts on companions' current impact in Pioneer? And then the second topic will be, how do we correct course here? Right. Sound fair to everyone? Yeah. I uh, I want to make a quick thought just on the bands in general. And that sure. was that they, while Zerta didn't have a good win rate in Legacy yet because Luris was so powerful, um, the argument was with, you know, Zerta is free. So essentially the problem was that Grin Monolith becomes a one-card combo like Scapeshift because you just have the mm-hmm. other card always. So that's infinite mana there with just drawing the one card, which obviously is much more tutorable in a, in a format like Legacy. So that's why, sure. if you were wondering what was going on there, why you see that. A lot of cards go into it with Grim Monolith, but only one of them just is in your deck for free. Uh, and then obviously, right. in a, you know, basically your commander for free. So Sure. And then Ruckman, I know this, right. this announcement uh, kind of irked you the wrong way. Why don't you go ahead and maybe go over that? So... So everyone who joins on the streams, I mean, we're all, like, playing Magic in some form or another here. I just think that out of the three of us, I'm probably playing the most Pioneer, whether that be on-stream or Mm -hmm. off-stream, between the three of us right now. And this is something that really struck me on, because, you know, I I didn't really think about it while I was playing. Um, But it wasn't until we were playing last night where... um, Shout out to current Crew 3 champion, may, maybe he retains this weekend. Uh, Wonky Wombat um, pointed out that, of course, uh, by the time we played probably like our third or fourth round on Sunday, we had played seven or eight Luris decks in a row. And I think out of all of the game matches or so we played on stream, which were about like 12 matches on stream over the weekend, it sort of split between our, our league and then our... Um, our Luris Isn't Real stream that we did uh, on Sunday with Blue Red Prowess, which is a deck I would love to go back to uh, if things change, because the deck was actually a lot of fun to play. Um, I added, like, those 12 matches, I would say all but 10 of them played Companion, and I would say eight of those Companion matches were all Luris. Um, and I think the... I To me, this announcement saying that the the metagame is changing is kind of not real uh, because I think it is very clear if you go through all the results uh, like I do every week in preparation for this this event, mm-hmm. right? Now, obviously, they don't re- report every deck list there, but in what is being reported, you can see a higher concentration numbers of the deck list. In playing matches, you know, I do see the same decks repeatedly. And I can tell you right now, this format has come down to... Um, Two things. It's come down to Yorian and it's come down to Luris. Now, there are definitely certain decks in between those. Mainly, there's like uh, the Jeskai Yorian decks or there's Inverter Yorian. And then you have uh, the Luris varieties of Feather. Uh, now, Jun, Jun really picked up after last weekend. We played it ourselves. Uh, Burn and then like Orzov Auras. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's like six decks there that I think definitely just make up the core of the format, and then you have, like, Lotus Breach. Now, again, you might be saying, hey, that's, like, six, seven, eight, nine, ten decks that sort of make up the format, right? And that's definitely better than what we had before with Inverter showing up. But I think it's very clear here that, you know, sort of like we had with Smuggler's Copter, there is a problem with all the root cause of all these decks, especially in the form of Luris. And don't get me wrong, I like Luris. I do like the decks that Luris helps make prominent. But you cannot tell me that there isn't 
a um, what is the what's the verbiage they use here? Um, that there isn't dynamic, like it's not dynamic. That there isn't um, uh, there isn't frequency of encountering companions. Right. Honestly, like when I when I load into a match and my opponent doesn't play a companion, I feel like seventy five percent chance. At least that I'm gonna win the match not, if I load not sixty six and like two thirds or something like that. No, no, I it's it is definitely overwhelming. I feel in my favor right. that I am gonna win if I load in with a companion and my opponent does not. Gotcha. And what percentage of that is because you're a genetic freak? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, well, definitely I'm a genetic freak, and Kurt Angle already knows that he can't beat me, so Samoa Joe shouldn't even try. Um, yeah, I I think but like I. I think overall, I, I agree with you, and I think my only point uh, was just in that I was, and it's tough to say, because like I see what you're saying, I think ultimately when you were reading this earlier, it was like you were expressing a lot of frustration, and, like, and I, I totally understand that my devil's advocate argument was going to be that it's kind of like I made the joke a couple weeks ago, where it's like, yeah, the metagame's totally balanced, because you can play any number of companion decks that you want. And I think that's their the their argument for now. Argument. Yeah, that's the argument for now. You but ultimately, any, I agree with you. you. Ultimately, I agree that that's the as wrong. Long as they're Lurus or Yorian. What's that? You can play any companions as long as they're Lurus or Yorian. Sure, you've got a couple of decks kicking around. Obosh picks up a steal here or there. Agreed. But like the format is solidly Lurus and Yorian, and there's two, and there's very specific reasons of why those are the two decks. Absolutely, absolutely. Why those are the two companions? I agree with you. Again, I I think that was too much. They also waited though for, and again, I ultimately. I believe that you are right. It is more just I understand a little bit more their waiting. But part of that is, again, because I have played less Pioneer because I knew it was going to happen. I am less frustrating running into Luris decks over and over and over again. I just understand them waiting because, like, I also felt that Inverter was too strong. And, again, their argument was like, well, you're, you're just going to see different decks come up. And it's like, well, yeah, it was just now you had to deal with Inverter, right? Like, I don't think we had a healthier format after Inverter. I think if it had been banned, we had a, we would have a healthier format, but we didn't, and instead what we saw was, like, each week just a new thing that countered either the, you know, Inverter deck or countered the counter-Inverter deck was at the top, you know, or we suck a bunch of reactors. So, like, I, I'm with you. It's, you know, those are clearly the strongest. And again... But, but to me, like, those games, though, those are still interesting, to me, the Luris matches are just so uninteresting. Right. It comes down to who can kill the opponent's threat first and who can get the first bit of value off of their Luris before their Luris dies. Right. And, and again, I agree with you on those points. I think this is this is definitely worse. It's just that I understand a little bit what they're saying as far as philosophy. And I understand them talking about, well, we don't want to like ban half our companions. I think they want to take time to see what the answer is. Like, I think the well, situation in Legacy was more dire. Uh, and same thing yes. with Vintage, where I think those situations were, wow, like, you can't even play a not Luris deck, you know? At least in Pioneer, the, you can the, play a Yorian. The real problem is, right. and I think the real reason why they're rating... And, Ricky, if you want to chime in, I hope we're not running over any thoughts you have here. Of course not. Okay, so my thing is, the real reason I think they're waiting is, I think there's a very easy argument to make that Legacy and Vintage are almost solely online formats. Sure. Modern Standard Pioneer are very paper-driven as well as having online recognition and having online player bases. And I'm sure they want to wait until June 1st when their current date to, hey, stores can start running sanctioned events mm -hmm. and hopefully people start going out, you know, they're hoping people go out and play, you'll buy more of the new product. You know, I, I'm not trying to make it sound like this is a corporate greed push. I do think that, though, the real reason is standard modern pioneer are heavily paper played, whereas Legacy and Vintage are not, so they can easily point to the digital percent numbers of Legacy and Vintage and say this is a problem, whereas I definitely understand if they want to wait and see what happens with paper. But again, you can't deny the fact that we've had over about a month at this point of Ikoria being legal in online formats, and you can't tell me they're not seeing the numbers of where there's an issue no for sure I, again i don't and i don't think that's my point again i think what i'm saying was similar to where you were kind of providing a reason why they're doing it i honestly think hey selling packs is something they have to do they're designing stronger cards for a reason we've seen it consistently i think that could be part of it i also think that part of it is they want to see like is companion the problem right like because this is the interesting thing that was the end of that thing right was like we'll look at 
you know, how are we going to change, if we're going to change Companion. Maybe Companion overall needs to be changed as far as, like, what the cost of it is. Because right now, like, if you ban Luris and Yorian, it seems like that's the thing. But who knows if another deck's going to pop up, right? Like, maybe Umori Enchantments becomes OP. Who knows? So, like, I think the thing is, I, is I, that I, going to replace itself? And if not, like, maybe we just need to change Companion overall. Maybe, maybe, but I think on a power level... Yorin and Lurus are just steps above the rest, and so, I think that like, okay, go ahead, Ricky. Well, thing, the thing I have to say, right, is that in Pioneer, um, there is a lot of, they're all companion decks. But they are mostly different companion decks. It does become the survival argument again, mm-hmm. which was the the infamous uh, legacy is perfect. It's got three decks: control survival, combo survival, and aggro survival. <laughs> right, sure. But you know. The companions are technically different. It's like it's Yorian and Loris, and there's Yorian decks and there's Loris decks. But the real like place where I think that like nothing should change is is modern. Okay. Have you guys seen modern lately? Modern, I I, I didn't think modern could get more degenerate, but apparently it did. Actually, it's it's like fixed. Is it? Do you think? There's like no Urza decks anymore. Sure. People are playing Jund. Jund is the top deck. Mm-hmm. Like we're back. It's like. Jund, Burn, Tron, Scapeshift with Blue. Like, these are the top decks of the format. Sure. Like, like there's decks that are playing Archmage's Charm and Remand again. Hmm. Because they're playing Yorian. Right. And, like, they're, they've got Removal to beat the Loris decks and Life Gain to beat the Burn decks. And, and like, Loris Jund is, like... Loris Jund makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Fair. Like uh, Ren and Six's price tag doesn't make me happy. Sure, mm-hmm. but like, like, like we're playing Seal of Fire. Yeah, we are. We're playing Seal of Fire in Modern again. We're cracking it for two damage, casting our Loris, recasting our Seal of Fire. Like, does that not make you happy? Makes me happy. You can play Engineered Explosives back from Loris. Nice, and that's amazing. And like. We're getting, like, mid-range aggro and control decks again. It's not, like, just degenerate, like, Astrolabe into, like... Sure. Uh, into, you know, Amulet, into Urza, into, you know... Yeah, Modern being the format of, I'm gonna... Every deck is five colors and they all play Blood Moon. Right. That's not happening anymore. And it's, okay. like... It's a pretty sweet format. Everybody is playing a companion, but there's, like, Obosh and Yorian and Luris all seeing play. Sure. Which is three and, companions. And don't get me wrong. Like, I think, like, Obosh, like, Obosh and Zerda are probably going to be pretty solid sticking around. You know, Gigant will be slotted into everything. <laughs> Tron but I just think, <laughs> But I just think with Pioneer, like, the advantage to disadvantage that the companions, the other companions offer isn't as easily surpassed or overcome as Lurus or Yorian, at least in Pioneer. So, and also in the, in the band instructed, uh, announcement i think what they're doing here is they were just like clearly these cards in any form or fashion when you get to a certain power level of card mm-hmm. like when you are going lotus crack uh lotus crack loris replay my replay lotus. lotus yeah like it doesn't matter how you change companion as a mechanic that's a that's just gonna that's be just, yeah. that's just always gonna be good right sure yeah um so it's like let's just ban it right Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's like modern looks pretty good, and you know pioneer. It's a little rough out there, but hey, at least there's more than one deck. What looks really bad right now is standard, uh, mm-hmm. with it's just like all the Urian decks, right. all the agent of treachery Urian decks. You you can't win like, fast enough with Loris, so it's like Urian everywhere. Um, versus like all the cycling decks, and like that's what standard has just become. Sure, and like. Team Reclamation looks really powerful, but it can't play any companions, so it's like a tier two deck. Uh-huh. And uh, I think what they're going to look to do here is they're going to look for a way to change the mechanic. Sure, and I think that's where that's a good point to sort of transition now into how do you guys? What would you do to air quotes fix companion? Um, I think when you draw your opening hand of seven. Mm-hmm you may choose to put a card in your hand or or when you're mulliganing, right? Sure. After you have decided your mulligan, you may choose to put a card in your hand on the bottom of your deck and reveal a companion from your sideboard. Okay. I still I, I'm on similar terms with what I think how it should work. 
Uh, I think that um, you still should just reveal your companion before mulligans are even resolved. Sure. And opening hands are drawn, but I agree, I do agree. Hey, if you play a companion, uh, it's a forced or air quotes like a forced mulligan. Like you're gonna throw an extra card at the bottom. I because I I sort of like the decision of like like that little pregame tension. Like maybe I show you my companion so I don't just have like five companions in my board and I'm picking like my best Pokemon. But like uh, just like hey, you know what? This seven is great, and I don't need my companion. Or like. Decks like Gigantha decks, who are just playing Gigantha sure. to have Gigantha, it's just like, alright, I'm going to have my Gigantha here, but if I'm looking to 6, and then having Gigantha is going to make me go to 5, I'm just going to keep my 6 and leave Gigantha in my sideboard. Sure, I like I appreciate the extra like, <coughs> level of thought you're trying to add to it, mm-hmm. but I think the most straightforward way is to just keep it, you show it at the beginning of the game like you would Commander, because that is extra information that matters into Mulligan decisions and things like that, and then you just take extra card afterwards. Right. Like, I don't think the consistency is a problem, because people build their decks around all sorts of stuff and play dig in ways to find it. Like, the consistency is not the problem. Like, always going to be able to have a way to blink my permanence, I don't think is the problem. The problem Mm. is, like, it's an eighth card and I can't interact with it. Sure. And it's Um, just, like... It's, it's, it's just very much... It's a hard one to fix. Like, I, I saw an interesting one, like... And this is another thing, just, like, looking at a, a big overarching thing about Magic that, like, you know, every other card game has gotten rid of, and, again, you know, whatever, but, like, lands make it a lot harder. Because I saw a really good fix earlier, but, like, it's kind of ruined by the fact of lands, and it's, like, one guy in a, in a forum I saw was, like, you know what? Let's make it so that, you know, once you've resolved your mulligans, you take your companion and put it on top of your deck. But if you were counting on drawing a land, that kind of makes it a little tricky. But I, I want... Okay, that's interesting. I thought that was interesting, right? I don't know that it's good. And again, I think you can find holes in that argument. But I thought it was really interesting because, again, like, you know, now I can't get Thought Seized on turn one. But I can get Thought Seized on turn two. I get it. It's not an extra card. But I still have my companion, right? Like, the thing is, if you start with it in your hand, which is something that I was kind of thinking about, like, now you've built your whole deck around something. And if it gets immediately taken, you know, that was your card. And you built your whole deck around something that just isn't anywhere. Um, but if it goes to the graveyard, maybe you could play ways to get it back. I don't know. I also think, like, a very drastic take I won't go into because I haven't read the article, Mm -hmm. uh, and I also don't want to ape the content uh, that they did, but because this was on Twitter, I do think it's worth mentioning, you know, if you want to go look at the article uh, on Channel Fireball, Matt Sperling did write an article on what he thinks uh, companions should be done, at least in the little blurb on Twitter that he posted. His idea is very drastic, and that is, if you play companion, that is your only sideboard. Right. I don't like this. I'm not even sure that's, like, a big enough cutback. Because, again, the the biggest problem to me is, like, the games that you're winning a lot of times are just so strong because you just, you got an extra card, right? Like, I would pitch sure. my sideboard if I got to keep, like, a nine-card hand or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're just, mm-hmm. in every game, you've got more card advantage, you know? Like, how many games come down to you know, a one or two permanents being in play. Like, decisions are definitely there, right? Like, Magic is one of the best games because of the, you know, instance, right? Like, decisions making on your yeah. opponent's turn, stuff like that, instant speed, what you can do stuff. But the balance to that is the RNG of lands and, you know, permanents, and, you you know, you have to have these things to cast these things. So, um, you know, as such, we play best two out of three. There's a lot of variance in this game. And that's one of those things where it's like, you know, this is a way to help your variance because you get an extra card. And I don't think throwing away your whole sideboard is is worth it in the kind of decks that, you know, are trying to execute their game plan. Like, a lot of Luris decks aren't interacting with your opponent. Hey, if you're Luris Jund, that hurts you. But every other deck, it's like, again, I, I think you'd happily still pitch your whole sideboard for Luris. I think it has to be something that makes either the, you know, um, companion interactable from the hand or cost you more cards from hand, like you guys were talking about, something like that. Hmm. Uh, so here's another take mm-hmm. on it, and this is a conversation I had with uh, one of my friends, um, and his idea was uh, we just kind of called because okay before I get into this, this all bases around the idea of will companion be a thing going forward in the game? Sure. And I think we've talked about this previously, and the idea was like, well, I don't almost want, I really don't want companion in every set, but I do like it thematically mattering. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. like. Oh, like Zendikar, where you go get like your your adventuring guide or your adventuring pal, and that's your companion, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, like a high fantasy set, like you can have like people on your team. I I don't want companion to be like an evergreen thing. I don't want like handful of companions in every set. Yeah. yeah, I would love companion popping back up. You know, probably more regularly than a lot of mechanics, 
Uh, but I just want it to make sense when it pops up. Right. Um, uh, do you? What do you guys think about that? Before I sort of so make like, my other point here, the mechanic of companion exists in a lot of other ready. Mm-hmm. Like not sure. like exactly how companion works, but like in Hearthstone there were the quests, and mm-hmm. now there's even other cards that do this. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. the hero changes. Um, then like we've got force of will, which is that. So that that ties into the point I wanted to make. Built around like. This is your ruler, and like this again, is the, again. That that will 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 hold that because hold that, that that ties into the point that my my conversation I had with a friend on how to change companion. Okay, all right, and, and yeah, just other games have this mechanic in them. Um, yes, uh, not really Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh. Like those are the games that are like other like high played games. Sure. Like Hearthstone though, I think is probably bigger than like Pokemon at this point. Mm-hmm. But uh. Like, Legends of Runeterra does not have it yet, but, like, you know, it could happen. Um, yeah, they could change They could change how the champions work in that, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, for... I've seen... This mechanic can work in other games. Okay, so so back to my other point I was trying to make. My This other idea I had with my friend here was similar to Force of Will, similar to, like, Dragon Ball, um, or even um, sort of the old Double Face cards... Not like the uh, the fl- like the Innistrad flip cards, like the old double face cards, where you know maybe your companion isn't always active, sort of sitting on the field, uh, like Force of Will or like Dragon Ball. Right. The idea is though that instead of deck restrictions, um, game things have to happen in order for you to be able to cast your companion. So it's like, hey, you have fifteen tokens in play. You can now cast your companion, kind of like hideaway. So we're it, hideaway so like comes. moving forward, like moving forward. That's how you'd like to see companion done. Yeah, this is an idea we had where it was like you know we don't so, want, we won't retroactively change these other ones, that, but it's like going forward, not make it like a pregame thing, but make you have to work for it in the game. I don't know that's a bad idea, but that I think that exacerbates the problem with mechanion a little mechan- uh, uh, companion a little more. Sure, where it's just sort of like. Uh, like, you can cast this companion if you control, like, three cards with the same name or something like that. And it's just sort of mm-hmm. like, um, any deck just plays it. Like, you just, all, everybody needs one. Because on the off chance that this ever happens to you, sure. you can just cast it. And, but like, I mean, I think, I think you can make them one. more strict than just have, like, three creatures with the same name. That's why I'm saying, like, you know, have, like, 15 tokens. Right. Deal, like, X points of damage to your opponent in a turn. Like, you can make them interesting and make the triggers interesting. Right, And right. I think, I think the way of taking it is either, you know, detract and have your hand make up for the fact that you have an extra card, air quotes, in your opening hand, or you have people work for it in the game. Well, sort of, like, um, like, if we go back to the, like, have 15 tokens in play, right? Sure. Um, Yorian control is not a token deck. Sure. But it can make some tokens. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, Yorian is a bad example because it already uses a companion, but, like, like there are decks, like, cards like Castle Ardenvale, like, there have been control cards that just, like, arbitrarily put a token into play, Birth of Miletus, things like that, and it's, like, it's not impossible to get 15 tokens in play, it's highly unlikely, and that's not the goal of the deck, but it's, like... Why would I not play this? Like, why would I not just put this in my sideboard to maybe be an eighth card? But, like, I don't think that's the problem with Companion. Because I think, you know, look at the cards, just the deck's just playing like Gigantha, right, in Spirits. That's not the problem. The problem is when you look at the car, like the Companions, like Yorian, like Luris, that are very easy to obtain. That whether or not they, Im- they give you immediate and highly impactful abilities doesn't matter. But I think that like cards like Gigantha are also a problem because it's like if you just ban Yorian and Loris, it's like yeah, people are just gonna play Gigantha and like. It's like oh, but again, I don't think having a big dumb five five idiot around is as big of a deal as the impact that Loris, the power level wise that Loris and Yorian have on the game. I feel like it it would make a format in which it's like if you can make red or green mana in any way it's probably not worth playing any card that costs double mana because you can have a free 8th card. The other problem here, too, is I think them being hybrid mana is a big issue. That that was an issue from the start. Yes. Um, the... If it was... If, like, if Loris cost black, white, colorless, this wouldn't be a discussion. Sure. There okay. would be, like, some decks playing Loris, 
and yep. it would have been cool. But you know what would not have played Loris? Burn. Mm-hmm. Correct. Jund. Yeah. Um, like, same thing with, like, Yorian. Like, I mean, like, Yorian maybe a little bit more. Like, people would pay blue-white. But, like, Obosh is seeing play in, like, Grohl decks and, like, mm-hmm. mono-red, mono-black. Sure. Um, like, if he costs red-black three, it doesn't kick him out of every deck, but it's going to kick him out of some of the decks. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I'm just very frustrated by 80-card decks. Yeah, who would have thought, man? We, we spent all this time figuring out how to get our decks down to 60 cards, and it turns out having a free 8th card makes it okay just to play all your extra cards that you didn't want to cut in the first place. This reminds me a lot of, uh, I know you guys don't really follow Yu-Gi-Oh!, but uh, there was a card that they printed called The Grass is Greener. I remember The Grass is Greener. I don't um, which, to me. Which is a card that says... Uh, mill yourself until your deck is equal to your opponent's deck. Hmm. Uh, yep. So when that card got printed, uh, it was just because it was tutorable, because it was a spell and everything is tutorable in Yu-Gi-Oh! Sure. It was just like, yeah, build an 80-card deck, uh, even though the deck minimum is 40, because you're going to play like this dredge mechanic that cares about cards in the graveyard. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, uh, grass is greener is a mill 40. Right. A- against your opponent's. And it created this, like, awful format where everybody had, like, 80-card decks, and so people were like, we have to go bigger, we have to go 100, so when we play the mirror, we can still mill. Right. And so it was just, like, this, it's miserable, and, like, I play, it even happened in Duel Links, where people would play, like, the deck maximum of 40 in Duel Links. Yeah. And it was just, like, you play a 40-card deck, and then you hit the ladder, and you play against somebody with a 40-card deck, and you just, like, look at the stupid grasses green in your hand, and you're just like, look what we've done. Right. But, yeah, like, it's, like, really weird. Whenever the game asks you to put more cards in your deck, it's surprisingly not as bad as you think it is. See, I think that's one of the arguments for, like, why the, you know... And again, everybody's got fun ideas. We're we're just talking about, like, this is just a discussion, right? But, like, this, in my opinion, is one of the reasons that the, you know, getting rid of the rest of your sideboard is not going to be that big of a deal. Because, like, if people are willing to play 80 cards, right, they're willing to add 20 cards to their deck, and, you know, everybody's always like, you know, we got to min-max, we got to play the minimum amount. People are willing to do that. People are willing to make all these sacrifices. The extra thing of getting rid of your sideboard, I, I just don't think is enough, you know? Uh, that that feels don't get me wrong it definitely feels powerful but again for the in-game effect that it has people are willing to in their game play more cards people are playing like the three mana white enchantment that gains you life and makes some tokens just because it's a card right like it's just it's a good filler card that you can play and in some of the degenerate stuff they've moved away from it because they were streamlining but people were doing that for a while and so it's like if people are willing to put these like you know random draft commons in their deck uh, I don't think getting rid of the sideboards enough. I think I think it does take a, like a way to make it you know interactable or something like that. Sure. Like I played a win a box, a standard win a box on Arena for Akoria, mm-hmm. and just sort of like the feel bad when your opponent has an eighty card deck, they mold a five, and they they like they go land, uh, like they go land land to fairy bounce your guy into the make two tokens into the turn five. Here's Luca. There's Agent of Treachery, and it's just like, cool. They didn't even like. They didn't even play Omen of Seas and Scry Extra. <laughs> it's just an 80 card deck. They drew five cards from it. Uh, after their turns, they drew ten. And they found all the cards oh. they needed in the top ten. Jeez. It just feels yep. rough. It feels real rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has nothing to do with mechanic. That just has, or uh, with a companion. That just has uh, me being salty at. Uh, rewarded inconsistency. Sure. Um, all right. Uh, any other any other sort of closing thoughts here on Companion before we take a look at uh, probably the one real new deck from the uh, the events this week, and then we'll move over to Dozen's Lab. No, let's go. No, let's go. All right. Um, real fast. So, like I said, about twelve decks out of the field of every real report event that happened. Half of them were Lotus Breach. Uh, two of them were the same person playing. Uh, what is essentially Luris Burn, but I guess they couldn't find a Luris. Um, but, you know, they still went to, to X and 1 records. Um, and then you had someone trying to run back the old Cynic Ramp deck. Two decent success in the challenges. Um, and then I do want to point out um, Mono Blue uh, played in the challenge by Gernaldi. Gernadi, however you want to say that. 
going five and two with mono blue featuring one C dash or octopus. Mm. It's a good card. If we were to compare that and to another card, what would you guys say that it's most similar to? <sighs> I don't know, man. I would probably uh, say it's probably closer like a like a Fidian. A Fidian? It's fair enough. Snapcaster Mage. Snapcaster Mage, yeah. I was thinking Goblin Pile Driver, maybe. Anyway, keep going. Oh, sure. yeah. They both have Pro Blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Pretty straightforward, though. Uh, all jokes aside, yes, to Chris, they do get to play Ninja of the Deep yes. Hours. It's not what the uh, It's one Cloudfit Raptor, four Siren Storm Tamer, four Spectral Sailor, four Ninja of the Deep Hours slash Sea Dasher Octopus, four Tempest Jin, two Master Waves, one Narset part of the Veils, because we've got to stop all these other cycling decks running around. Uh, and we also have to stop Ruckman's attempt at playing Blue Red Prowess. Uh, four ops, two spell pierces, three essence capture, four abstantiate. That's kind of a spicy one. Three mystical dispute, four curious obsession, and a whopping twenty islands. Unsubstantiate does so much work in this format. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Like, I think if it weren't for a companion, like I was wrecking ladder for a while with like blue red uh, flash. Because I was like, mm-hmm. why do we need these cards? Because the reality is, Cedar Octopus is a hell of a card. There's a reason people were playing Ninja of the Deep Hours and like Legacy and stuff like that. The card's insane. Sure. It's like the eight cards that matter out of this deck, in my opinion, from just when I was playing, you know, something similar to this in Standard, was Spectral Sailor and Cedar Octopus. And I hated Spectral Sailor for a long time. I thought it was a stupid card. Card's insane. It's a one mana one one flyer. Now it only draws you one card and not three, like my companion. But you know, whatever. Uh... But Spectral Sailor Seed at Cedar Octopush, like, if we get rid of Companions or find some fix to that, that's going to be a strong thing. Like I said, I was destroying people with blue-red, because I was like, let's just play Lutri and get a little bit of value out of that. We don't need this extra nonsense. The real combo <gasps> is Seed Actra, is Seed Actra Octopus. Sure. That just makes any blue deck. Those are my thoughts, mm-hmm. carry on. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, I don't have much to say on this, Ricky. You got thoughts on this deck? Um, I have talked a lot about Mono Blue and Pioneer. Sure. I've made a video for it on Talarian about how mm-hmm. cheap the deck is sans Thassa's. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's, I think at the time I made the video, it was like 35 bucks and you got everything except for the Thassa's. Yep. And like, C-dashes aren't much more. This deck list is $56. Yep. You can uh, wreck with this deck. It, it is it is all about skilled play. And, uh, mm-hmm. Don't get me why wrong. I played Mono Blue back in Standard. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, there are a couple of cards that, like, I think in Pioneer just take this over the top, but I think make it extra good. One, obviously, Curious Obsession. That's a very strong enchantment. I, I highly recommend playing it along with your random one-mana flyers. I do love that card a lot. Uh, Substantiates the deck that me and Ricky have been playing for since that card came out. We were we were pretty much on it. And I actually really like Essence Capture. That's one that, especially oh, yeah. with, like, all the Luris running around, that, like, I was destroying some Luris decks because I was like, well, you know, they were going to wait. For that essence. Few people play Luris turn three. Most people play it turn four or five to get value out of it. So, like, I had plenty uh, of time. Yeah, unless you are in, like, super diehard straights, everyone, do not play Luris unless you can also play something from your graveyard at the same time. Right, right. So, like, and that was kind of, you know, one of the rare cases where it worked to my advantage in blue because I knew they were going to wait to play it. I could play my guy with no fear. Or, hey, you know, some of your guys have flash. So it's like you can, if they don't play something... You know, play your dude. If they do, you essence capture it. So, and it makes your guy stronger. It really adds the clock. So the fact that you've got a solid clock in your somewhat control deck, uh, you know, you're obviously going to pick what you counter. Uh, makes this deck a solid choice. I think a lot of fun. Also, a great budget choice. So, entrancing melody sweet because you know, with uh, all the million Luris decks running around, you're going to take something on the cheap. Uh huh. That's very true. Yep. Um, all right, we're ready to take it over. Does it slap? Let's do it. Oh yeah. Chris hits the theme song. Hits with the theme song. Does it slap? We are back, and I hope you enjoyed the update it doesn't slap this week, oh. uh, because we have a very special deck list submitted to us on the Discord by one... Hold, because I always forget to do this. Hold. One Funky Rice, who sent us... Cats! Cats! We're doing it. Here it is, Cats. It's here. Um, Best movie I'm of 2019. All right. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, it got released. That's right. Um, you know, I don't think New Mutants is ever going to come out, even that August release date. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, of course, we have a companion in the form of one Kahir the Orphan Guard, which, uh, if you aren't aware, is the Selesnya, uh companion, because I know it's not Lurus or Yorian, so odds are you probably haven't seen this right. card. 
Um, each creature in your deck has a cat, elemental, nightmare, dinosaur, or beast. It has a 3-2 Vigilance for one Slesnia Slesnia. And each other creature you control that's a cat, elemental, nightmare, dinosaur, or beast gets plus one, plus one, and has Vigilance. Vigilance gang? Gang, gang, gang. Uh, so it's playing four Leonid Vanguard, which is a 1-1 one, one for white. That at the beginning of combat on your turn, if you control three or more creatures, it gets plus one, plus one, and you gain a life. Uh, it's playing three Sacred Cats, uh, four Johnny's Pride Mate, th- four Fleece Main Lion, three Brimaz, three more Kahira in the main board, because hey, guess what? We get to do nice. that with the way Kahira lines up. Four Pride Sovereign, three Leonid Warleader, four Regal Caracal, two Selesnya Charm, Two Icon of Ancestry, uh, and then the lands are one Forest, four Fortified Village, eleven Plains, four Sun Petal Grove, four Unclaimed Territory. Uh, and then our sideboard is two Deafening Sounds, three Dramokas Command, one Felidar Cub, one Seal Away, two Watchers of the Dead, one Prison Realm, and two Vivian Champion of the Wilds. Gentlemen, who wants to start with this deck? All right, I can start. Go for it. Okay. Because I, like I said, I've been working on my own cat stack, and I've got a lot of opinions lined up. I don't so think we I'll need Icon of Ancestry. Uh, yes, that's a change I agree with. I'm going to say that. I think that also we have a lot of ways to gain life here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we might want to lean into it with two copies of the new Ajani. Sure. Because that is something we're allowed to play with Kahira. Right. Mm-hmm. And he makes Ajani Primate tokens. Yes. Which will be cats. And also be more Ajani's Pride Mates, because Ajani's Pride Mate is going to do the Lord's work in this deck. For sure. Um, of course, the mana base, we can fix a, a little bit. It's not bad. Just basic uh, uh, Fortified Village, Unclaimed Territory, some Petal Grove. Like, we could use some some gardens in here. Temple Gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Selesnia Charm a lot. Yeah. I've been building... I've been working on this uh, side project of a multicolored cube. Mm-hmm. Selesnia Charm has been a card that I've been, like really really impressed with just how much it gets to do in its colors um the combat trick of plus two plus two and trample is very good um excellent creature power five or greater is also extremely good um you get those proxes with the sack with the uh, sacrifice on the stack you can uh you can get the uh the gigantha yeah there you go get that dumb deer out of the way or just make a knight make a knight is also fine all for two mana instant speed i think the card is great I like that we have random cat hate, but I think Watchers of the Dead is very, very, very cute and very, very on theme, but this is not the graveyard hate we are looking for. Uh, yeah. Your opponent is going to pick the two abusable cards of Luris and keep the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, also, why ain't we playing Luris in the deck? Right. We could Luris back our Giant's Pride Mates, our Fleece Main Lions, our Sacred Cats, our Leona Vanguards. Um, maybe yeah. not a full four of. Like, maybe we cut Cackroll down to two and we play two Luris also. Yeah. Um, but it is a cat. So, I mean, we can cast it with white mana. We don't need black mana. Um, all, in all, all in all, I think this deck is sweet. And, of course, we need to put Settle somewhere in the sideboard. Right. But uh, I like it. I like this deck. I I think... I wanted to take an extra second to just look. Because, unfortunately, I don't know the breadth of cards we could necessarily be getting into. But, like... Um, the, there is one big one missing here, yeah. and that's probably the only other one I would consider it's playing. A cat? Uh, that uh, yes, that is uh-huh. a cat. What is it? And that is Bronze Hide Lion. Is it the new one? It is the okay, new one. Okay, that's fair. I like that. See, because like one thing I was thinking about it again. This this might be wrong, but just when I look at these decks, you you'll kind of see my thought process. Like immediate thoughts are like, you know, we do have a lot of creatures, and I'm not sure that Sacred Cat pulls its weight. Or even that, like, some of these, like, random four and threes. Like, sometimes, like, you have to get rid of good cards because you need to, like, take your curve into consideration. And again, like, I'm with you where I think that, like, if you really wanted to min-max this deck, if this is going to be fun, hey, you could leave this alone. But um, part of me wants to get rid of, like, Sacred Cat and maybe even, like, a Johnny's Pride Mate. Maybe, like, a Johnny's Pride Mate for a Bronzehide Lion. And then again, throw some Luris in here. And maybe throw in like some extra spells. Like we just have like no removal. And I think that there's definitely some ways that we could between like all the new ram throughs and stuff like that. I don't know exactly what we do yet. Um, maybe even some swallow hole, swallow just depending. Hole. Yeah. It's so, like swallow hole's a, a solid option. I think could make some pioneer splash, especially with all the other Luris decks running around. But that's what I would want to do. Like I think you could shave some of these like random expensive duders and uh, like even like Pride Sovereign's fine. Definitely like a good a good big dude. But um, yeah, you know, it, it may or may not be good enough uh, 
depending like on what you can cut for whatever. Like maybe ancestor icon of ancestors to cut, but like just because like you're a creature deck doesn't mean you want like you want to look at like what are the best so like spells you can play because your spells are unlimited, right? Like we can play whatever spells we want. Spells don't have to be tribal cats. They can be the best spells that we want them to be. So like even if it's just like um, what's the dinosaur one? Exiles a card and they get like a three three or something like that. Oh, baffling. baffling. Just just some kind of removal, I would think, would be important in this deck. If you want to play Selesnya Charm, fine. But that's one thing that seems uh, to me like we're missing. So, all right. I can't find the the last version of Cats that I was working mm-hmm. on um, that was more in line with the points I'm going to make here, so I don't have the exact changes I was going to make. Because my first draft of Cats looked very similar to this. Sure. But I'm more in line with what Chris is doing, and eventually I got rid of Sacred Cat, I got rid of Pride Mates. Mm-hmm. I added Bronze Hide Lions. I think Leonid Warleader is just too slow. That's fair. It like it has to attack, yeah. right? Um, I think it's cute if you really want it. Um, I think it'd be fine, but I think it's just too slow on its own because it has to attack to get the ability. Sure. Uh, I'm on... I cut down to, I think, three Pride Sovereigns. Sure. And I was only on probably two Brimaz. I do... And I was only on two Regal Caracal. Because that is a nice lord to have, but again, five mana is kind of a lot. Right. Especially when my add-on to this deck was Collected Company. Oh, sure. Because in these types of creature decks, right, like, you do just need some way to dig and gain more advantage. Yeah. And my idea with that was Collected Company. You could also play, there are several other Planeswalks you could potentially run, like the Vivian in the sideboard here, we could potentially bring into the main board. Um, I think, like, you just want some... Not this Vivian. Uh, the new Vivian. Right. Um, Which new Vivian? You just definitely... You just want uh, a way to... Um, Pioneer especially. Like every, You need a way to gain advantage when you're low on cards. And Collected Company is probably the best way for this deck to do it. Which is also why I do like leaving in one or two Icon of Ancestry. Mm-hmm. Because like it sucks you hit with Coco. But it does, when you're gassed out, help you go find more threats to keep leading into. Yeah. Um, so those are my real thoughts on the deck. I, I, um, I do like. I won't lie. This like th- this is something that I think I think like there might be some grounds here. We'll see if Luris survives or not. But like um, Coco Luris Kahira cats, I think has some options. Like being able to combine. Nobody's combined that I've seen Coco and Luris yet. And like that may be a mistake. That may be the next big thing to hit this metagame because like being able to just get the gas and then it's like oh snap! Like especially with Luris in your deck. Right, like, and Kahir yeah. or whatever. It's like, oh, I hit my Luris. Looks like you know I played my Coco at the end of my turn, so like, there's no downside, right? Like, my Luris hopefully survives until I untap, given that it's the next thing that's going to happen, and now I get to cast something from my graveyard. That's a huge swing. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 think about what we're buying back. Even Vanguard, not the best card, right? right? But if we're buying back like Fleece Main Lions or Bronze yeah. Hide Lions, yeah. there's value. There. Uh, you know, like those are three threes for two that just have good abilities. Right. right. That's just that's that's like we've just instantly built an army which is going to allow us to come back. Right. Like either a couple cats and beats down, Pride's, or if not, like boom. And then Pride Sovereign, you know, you talked to this like kind of a big dumb idiot, but he can fill our board even more, and he grows in the same right. way. And if you have like one other cat in play. He's not going to die to the most... Co- he's not going to die to any of the two-mana burn spells. He dodges non-revolted fatal push. Right. Yeah, don't get me wrong. If we're playing um, Coco, I'm down to play some more some more Pride Sovereigns, you know? Uh, but again, it's finding yeah. that balance between, like, what do you lure us back and what do you not? But again, lure us not being our companion. I, I think definitely think there's something here. I think you would definitely make, like, this is one version of the deck you could play, um, and I think it's fine. But again, I think if my preferred version would be retooled, and I really like your deck. It's kind of funny, like, we did not talk about Ruckman's cat deck before the start of this. We just happened to, like, want to make the same cuts, just kind of looking at the overall mm. structure of the deck, which is kind of funny to me. So With Kahira, yeah. uh-huh. uh, Pride Sovereign can attack and then exert to make two cats. Yes. Oh, That's nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just a bigger dude. Yeah. That's a sick trick. Yeah. You still lose so, like, him for an extra turn, but you've made one one. You've made cats to like help cover on your defensive side. Like the cats he makes have lifelink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because because of Coco, I think you can honestly maybe even cut down to like two Kahira in the main. You probably still want three, right. um, but with Coco, you could probably just cut down to two, mm-hmm. and then you have the one companion. Right. Um. It's still hardest because we can't really have we don't the cat stack unlike with spirits doesn't have really many lords it can tutor into with Coco, mm-hmm. um, which is a little rough. But I I still think like it's there. I still think like 
Coco or just some way of just getting you value out of your deck is just what any sort of deck just wants in Pioneer. It's why, like, you know, when you're helping people out with the challenge, um, I think it was, I forget who it was, they had, like, a modern red deck, and they're like, oh, like, what do you change? And I'm like, well, you know, we don't have light stages. Right. Uh, you don't have, like, even, like, Abbot of Carol Keep goes a long way. Like, if everything in Pioneer is at such a value for your pitch right now, you never want to be without ways of getting extra cards. Makes sense right. to me. All right. Final ratings? Uh, what do um, you guys go first? Uh, I'm going to get... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead, Ricky. You go ahead. Uh, no, hold on. i got to look something up real fast. I'm going to give this... Um, I'm going to give this deck a 3 out of 4 mm-hmm. with a 1-1 one, one cat token attacking. <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, one card, extra card I thought of here... Uh, is Adorned Pouncer. I had to look that up, but I was like, oh, there's another cat. That's kind of interesting, because we've got a lot of buff effects. Two mana, so, one with double strike, with mm-hmm. uh, Eternalize for five. Right. right. I like it as like a one or a two, like a two yeah. of. Like, I don't think you really go more than it's, that. It's but, another yeah. thing that, like it's it. another cheaper one that combos with Luris. I am going to give this um, a three out of two uh, for the stats that Luris has that this deck should be playing. Okay. Uh, I will give this deck a 25 out of 25 Oscars that Cat should have won at the 91st <laughs> Academy Awards this this last year. Fair enough. Fair enough. Speaking yeah. of which, all right, those uh, any uh, you guys have seen those ahead. like the like Magic in 2020 XX posts. Oh my yes. gosh! Yeah, if anyone hasn't seen it, go look up. It is um, on the MTG subreddit. It is magic in what is it twenty one twenty because it's magic in a hundred years mm-hmm. and it's just like I play pithing needle and I name Mister Mistopheles reignited. <laughs> oh no, not that one. This is a different one. It's just like I'm sorry, sir, but Mister Mistopheles reignited is the flavor name, <laughs> right? Right. Of Borbrigmos. Well, there's, there's a different one then because the one I was thinking of was uh, you know our our Dotodile gets banned in the middle of the tournament. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, look. Go ahead, look it up on the Magic subreddit. It's Magic in a Hundred Years, uh, Modern Twenty Twenty One is a. I think every. I was like picking out lines. That I was reading it and posting it in like our like sort of our own private little friends Discord, and I just kept being like, "This line's hilarious. This is like the best line." And then I kept reading, and the next line was now the best line of the whole thing. Right. Like every line of it was just on point. It was pretty great. All right, gentlemen. Uh, any uh, any closing thoughts here? No, thanks for giving us that deck. I think uh, Cats is a deck that a lot of us, uh, you know, people who probably could not play my my bird companion, uh, you know, that is to say the furries, have wanted to try for a long time. So, uh, yeah, pretty. I think that's pretty cool. Again, I think there's definitely some, some upgrades you could make to make it more competitive, but, uh, you know, still a very fun deck. So thanks for submitting it. All right. Um, real fast, I do want to say thank you to everyone who went ahead and took our YouTube survey. It's definitely going to help as we start ramping back up the content production for the YouTube channel and the streams going forward. Uh, if you guys aren't part of the Discord, again, link below. We do, of course, next week is going to be a little bit of a Q&A issue episode, barring anything major happening uh, in the format. Um, so there is a channel in the Discord for people to ask questions they would like answered. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a Q&A episode, and of course I'll be tweeting out as well. People want to submit questions to that. Uh, the cutoff for that will be on about, we'll say, noon on Monday the 25th. Uh, and that'll just give us a chance to go through and collect the questions that were there. Feel free, guys, if you want to submit multiple questions... Uh, but do know that depending on the amount uh, that get asked, we're going to be trying to ask answer questions from as many people as possible as opposed to the most number of questions possible. Because we do want to give everyone a chance and we do sort of want to, you know, we'll, I don't want to say pick the best questions, but we'll pick some of the more interesting questions, I feel like. Yeah, very fair. And based on some of the YouTube feedback, we're uh, sorry, the... Um... Yeah, one of the survey feedback we got. By the time this goes up, I believe I will have another deck tech up for a deck that I have been working on for actually a couple weeks now um, in Pioneer that does not feature companions. So if you're looking for a non-companion deck, we should have something up for you guys. 
Cool. And then we keep saying it, but Ricky, Ricky Standard Video will hopefully finally be up uh, uh, at some point this week. By the time you listen to this episode, uh, we do. I just asked him to do a quick little deck tech intro that the video is missing, uh, just so people aren't kind of confused going through the video. Uh, but otherwise, everything has been done with that. Um, also, again, if you haven't joined or you haven't sort of looked at it, uh, this episode does go out Friday morning. So hopefully if you guys uh, haven't signed up yet for our Discord challenge, again, you can find more info to that on the Twitter, the link to the MTG Melee page, or you can click uh, the link below in the description of this podcast episode uh, to join our Discord if you already haven't, where more info and the code to enter the event is listed. Uh, of course, that is only th- the code is only in the Discord uh, because the nature of being webcam, we want everyone using our little uh, tables that we have set up to share your webcams with each other. And feel free, anyone, those tables will always be open. Uh, if we are not running anything involving those tables, you guys are always feel free to jump in there and play some games on those and generally have some fun. You know, it's a practice. All right, gentlemen, thank you all for joining me. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we hope you all have a good one. Good luck to everyone who's playing in the webcam tournament this week. Let's see if Wonky Wombat can once again retain or if a new champion shall rise. It's going to be a lot of fun either way, and I can't wait to show you guys all the awesome content we're working on for the future. We'll talk to you all guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.